And I'm Devin. Of the weekend uh, that came out on March 4th, The Batman with Robert Pattinson, Paul Dano, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, and Colin Farrell. Um, but before we get into that, hey guys, it's been a while. It How has. have you guys been? <laughs> you know, honestly, I've been fine. I'm not wearing a suit for this. I'm not attempting to impersonate someone from the 30s. I'm feeling good. 30s? Was it the 30s? What no, was I Love Lucy? The 10s? 50s. Okay. I don't know. You've got so, to think the 1800s. about when, uh, Devin, I'm sorry. <laughs> you've, you've got to think about technology here, like TV technology, okay? Okay. 30s? I you know what I it was still radio it's all, at that it's point. all okay. so it's also relative well no, it's not <laughs> before we get before we get I, I have some notes on last week's show for you guys that I've been saving oh. for this before good, good, before good. before we get too far into things if you have not seen the Batman don't worry we've got a lot of things to talk about before we get into spoilers for the Batman uh, including our top five Batman films so stick around if you're watching us and haven't seen the Batman because we've mm-hmm. got a lot of show that doesn't have to do with spoilers for the Batman. Um, so, um, yeah, Devin. Uh, yes. I, I heard Dev- Ryan was telling me about some of the things you were saying on the show. I didn't watch the show. I posted the show. I didn't, Good. Wa- I, mean, it's like I didn't posted listen. It. Um, but how can you not tell what is a documentary and what isn't? <laughs> They were so convincing in their style. And you know what? I just literally there was a part of me that went, they look really good for how old they should be. And then I just went Hollywood magic and then like moved on with my life. Which, 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 which I mean, now knowing that you thought it was the 30s makes me more concerned about your ability to understand context. So, uh. Yeah, I, uh, what baffles me is you knew it was an Aaron Sorkin film, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. So you thought... No, actually, I didn't, not until the credits. Oh, okay. The, the, the credits rolled, and I went, that's why I liked that so much. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, it still doesn't excuse it. <laughs> so <laughs> while we're on the topic of uh, documentaries that aren't really documentaries, uh, I've watched a show that I want to talk to you guys about. <clears throat> Uh, instead of we watch this this week, it's, I, we now present a segment this week called Alan watch this because you guys didn't watch anything. Evidently, I really didn't. evidently I've watched everything because, uh, I've got three, three things to talk about. Um, and I don't know what the order for the second two are. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> first off, I watched a show that is a mockumentary in the style of the office that just premiered a few weeks ago, uh, called Abbott Ele- elementary. It is about a group of elementary te- school teachers in uh, inner city Philadelphia that is shot okay. in the style of a mockumentary. So they do like they do the testimonials to the camera, um, kind of like we did in my short film in college, Devin. Yeah, um, good. And it's really good. Like my wife's a teacher, and I like she just keeps laughing at things that she's like, "This is too true." Um, Oh, no. But it's really funny. I've watched the first two episodes, and I highly recommend it. Did the concept of that style jump the shark when the Muppets did it? 
Or is it still like I don't think the Muppets were that fresh. big enough for it to make that whole tire theme jump the shark. I feel uh, like it's one of those things like when your parents like it, you have to stop liking it. Like once like a Disney property does it, like it can be dead now. You're still thir- you're you're still fifteen years old. You're still fifteen. Have We've you met, right? Yeah. Have you seen the Muppet version of like the Muppets? No, there, there's heard some rumor of it. There are some funny jokes. Why bring it up then? For crying out loud, why make that so, statement if, if you don't know the context of what you're talking well, about? Because my statement wasn't that it was horrible and that it was like horribly done in it, but it was like one of those things where now it feels like Dad's caught on, mm. so it can't be cool anymore. I think there's been enough of a breakthrough f- from it that uh-huh. it. It's a different kind of take on it. Like it's a different environment. And I think that's the kind. Of, it's a kind of show that kind of, like it's filling in the gap of Modern Family because Modern Family did that for a long time on ABC. Oh right. And now this is on ABC, so it's kind of filling in that hole with a different uh, outlook on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirdest thing about this is one of the teachers is played by the kid from Everybody Hates Chris. But I he, forgot that was a show. But he's an adult. I'm like, what happened that that's little Chris Rock? Like, it's just <laughs> baffling to me that um, he grew up. Um, but it's always I, weird to see, though. I really enjoy the show. There's a lot of fun Philly jokes. Um, and if you're a teacher or know a teacher, it's evidently it's accurate. So, um. Yeah, so that's on ABC. You can catch that on Hulu or wherever you watch your ABC stuff. We're not paid by them, so we're not going to promote that. But check out the show. Um, and we talked about we've talked about this before on the show, and I'm 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 committed to it at this point. Ryan, don't move your camera because it's going to mess me up for later. <laughs> um, I have a goal this year of watching every Best Picture nominee. So far. I, I'm about halfway there. I watched two more over the last three days. Oh, wow. And I want to talk about them because I have thoughts. Um, the first one that I'm going to talk about is West Side Story. Um, I don't know why this was nominated for Best Picture. I don't know why this film exists. Uh, I think it's a shame that this got the nominee over in the Heights. And I, I question everything Spiel, Steven Spielberg does from this point on. No. Yeah. Wait, you were the first Devin, have you seen dissenting. It? No, you were the first dissenting voice I've ever heard about this movie. I have heard from even the, like my most like harshest of people on Facebook that this movie was an unequivocal masterpiece. And then it was brilliant and it modernized a classic and that we should all go watch it. I, <laughs> It doesn't modernize it though. The, it it's almost a shot for shot remake. It they do use the same camera style. The only thing that's different look wise is they added lens flares, which this is Steven Spielberg, not J.J. Abrams. I mean, and it's it's a well done film, but we already have one. I don't know what this adds to the conversation, and it makes some changes that were very jarring, even though they're that it stays true to the original show. Like, can can you can you spoil a bit for me? Because I'm very curious. So about it. you know about the rumble in West Side Story, right? Yes. And yes. how like this it's this big dramatic moment where two people die. What's the musical yeah. number after that, Devin? I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember. Can you guess what the musical is. number is after that? Is it 
Is it Maria? I feel pretty. Is it? It is in this. Oh. It oh. wasn't in the original film because it's such a jarring yeah. uh, just, just a position, position from the, yeah. the brawl, the, the, the rumble. Uh, but in this, it um, it just yeah. felt so weird. And I like Steven Spielberg and I wanted to like this more than I did. And it's fine. But in a world where In the Heights is also a film, a Broadway show that was at it adapted to film this year, I feel like In the Heights should have gotten the nomination over this. Well, Ryan, have you seen this? It, it's West Side Story. I'm not entirely thrilled. Like, uh, it, it, is that... I'm not interested. I'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> I was I was so pumped you knew what was after the brawl, though. You started humming I Feel Pretty. I'm like, oh, Ryan's seen this. That's because Alan and I talked about it already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang it. Yeah, we had uh, we had to go see the Batman together yesterday. So the Batman. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I like I don't understand why Spielberg did this. Like I I guess it's because he remembers seeing this. But it's like me going out and remaking Raiders of the Lost Ark. We already have one. We don't need another one. It's not going to add anything to the conversation. Um. Weren't but, there problems with the original West Side Story though that this was oh yeah to fix? yeah yeah I mean it fixes it fixes all the problems with that with uh, the okay. uh, the the brown face that's specifically what I was referencing and, and, that, exactly. and that's and that's fine like it it this is a better film to show to people like it does modernize mm-hmm. it in that sense but beyond that it's just uh it's just feels like a tribute to a film that already exists fair. Yeah. I still want to watch it, but fair. It definitely yeah. sounds like if somebody went out and just made like a scene for scene copy of like Gone with the Wind and yeah. used mm-hmm. all of the like modern technology to make it and people were like, Oh, this is the best movie ever. It's like it's a it's a shot for shot remake of a movie that was made like sixty years ago. Yeah. Great. So you love the classic. <laughs> Got it. Um and the weird thing is, like, we're in a weird world where Disney owns Fox now. And they're putting yeah, their things are. on Disney Plus and HBO, like so mm. you can watch this on both streaming f- platforms. Same with the, same with um, Free Guy, because it's a Fox film. It goes to HBO and Disney Plus. Mm. Um, but it, it it's just bizarre. So that's one of the best picture nominees I watched. The other one is one that I've been trying to get to for a while and just committed to it last night, and um. It was Don't Look Up, Adam McKay's <gasps> good uh, allegory for climate change. Uh, good, yeah, good, good, I good, did. Good. And this was a painful watch for the, all the best reasons. Okay, good. Like good. the film, okay. the film oh, has a mission good. to like make you roll your eyes and like cringe the whole time, and it does. Um, mm-hmm. And like I was watching, it's like I know people just like this, like. So it was the most anxious I've been, I've been from a film in a long time, uh, which is a compliment, I think. <laughs> which is again the... exactly because Alan, I told you that's exactly why I'm waiting a while before mm-hmm. I watch that movie. I mean, it's it's not going to get any better. Oh, I it's know. A, no. It's such a great um, snapshot of where we're at in in society at this point. Um, see, the, the way I see it is that if I wait like 
five years, just at least five years to watch that movie, we are going to be in so much worse of a spot that when I go back and watch it, it's like, oh, look at all the silly stuff we were worried about then. I mean, ha- have you been watching the news? Wait a week. It'll be even worse. Uh- <laughs> I, 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 oh, yes. Believe me. I've been. Yeah, I've. Yeah. Yes. I, I had this actually with um, I was watching Superstore. This isn't on. We watch this. I was watching Superstore and they did an episode about the beginning of the pandemic. And they were like, oh, my gosh, have you seen Tiger King? And they were, like, making Tiger King references and talking about how everyone was stealing toilet paper. And I got, like, weirdly nostalgic. I was like, oh, I miss early pandemic. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a a weird place of time. I thought the the style of this was very Adam McKay. Instead of, like, people in bathtubs explaining stuff to you, it's just... I like the use of stock footage of like nature and animals to like show you outside of just the humans of the earth. Like what else would be lost in this impact that's going to destroy everything. I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought uh, Jennifer Lawrence is almost unrecognizable, but maybe that's because I haven't seen her in a movie in four years. Um <laughs> But I really enjoyed her chemistry with uh, DiCaprio. Um, it's weird that I didn't like Meryl Streep in this. Like, that's just a weird thing. To say. And it's because of her, like, she gives a great performance. And that's why I don't like it. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think what else I had on this. Um, no, I, I, I thought it was funny and uh, terrifying at the same time. So it's a weird place to be for a movie. It really is where it's like the better that movie is, the more uncomfortable it is to watch, which is like a weird paradox for a movie. It's not fun, but it's good. Yeah. That's um, a good way to get me to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, in five years, we'll talk and I'm excited to hear what you think. Well, depending on how things are, if we do, <laughs> we will see. We, yeah. we, 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 we will see. <laughs> <laughs> So I have one, two, three, four, five more. I have half of the Best Picture nominees down. What's right. the deadline? Uh, the Oscars are on March 27th. So I've got oh. 19 days to watch five films. And that's just in Best best Picture. Um, so I still have to watch Coda, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, Um. King Richard and Nightmare Alley. So most of those are on like HBO and stuff. So I I can get them. I know nothing about any of them to be entirely honest. (laughs) Well, my goal is for when we do our live stream of the, uh, Mm -hmm. our our live watch party of a thing that night on the 27th, I'm not going to say what it is. Um, (laughs) but when we do, when when we're just on Twitch talking about something, uh, I, I hope to have a pick. Uh, for wh- oh, what, cool. I, what I think is going to win. So that's my goal. I want to fill out my, my, uh, my ballot and actually uh, know what I'm talking about for once. What is your, what's in lead for you now? Um, but just best picture, best picture. Definitely not West side story. Um, right now it's looking like, don't look up. Okay. Um, okay. with like, that's what I think might win. Uh, what mm. I want to win is Dune. 
because there's just so okay. much good there go, going on. But right now, Don't Look Up is probably my front runner. Um, Very cool. But yeah, I think that does it for Alan Watch This. Uh, <laughs> I think we good. can start talking about the Batman. It's the bat. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to get into the Batman here. This is going to be a spoiler free conversation for the for a long as long as we can go without getting the spoilers. Uh, we're also going to rank our bat our favorite Batman films, uh, our top fives. So consume height. Uh, so Ryan and I have already talked about this a little bit because we had the car ride back from the theater yesterday so i'm curious to hear Devin, what did you think of the batman i know that i'm going to be wrong in some of my opinions of this movie and you both can fight me about it and that's totally fine it's not a documentary it's it's not it's not a documentary (laughs) we were worried (laughs) (laughs) look there were cameras i got confused all right um no i I really liked this movie. I came away with it really liking it. But to be honest with you, it took me about 45 minutes to an hour and 15 of its runtime for me to appreciate what it was doing and get and for it to click with me. Um, and, and I'm happy to explore that later. But ultimately, I walked away very much liking this movie and very excited to see where they're going. With one little caveat. Okay. Ryan, how about you? It was good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not... I'm still trying to figure out where I would, like, place it amongst all the other Batman movies I've, I've seen. Um, but I definitely... Uh, I, I definitely got a lot of feeling of Batman 89 in it. It's something which I told Alan in the car. Like, for some reason, some of the scenes, some of the stuff they were going for, I got a very, like, it, Michael Keaton Batman film feeling through okay. about half of it, which it, which I, I enjoyed immensely. I've seen this movie twice. I was looking forward to seeing it the second time. Um, I enjoy the film. It is a hard watch. The, the second time around, because you feel those three hours like you feel it. Mm. Um, but to the film's credit, I don't know what you can cut fr- from this movie to shorten it. Uh, this movie is three hours because it has three hours worth of story, which I think is phenomenal. Um, I was very impressed with some of the things that they do in this. Uh, I thought the casting was phenomenal. Um I have issues with one story beat that just doesn't make sense for uh, from the source material. Um, okay. But overall, I really enjoyed this. Um, I thought it was a great Batman film. It was, it, and it was nice to see a Batman story that actually had Batman in it, unlike the Joker. Or <laughs> <laughs> So, can I... Without getting into spoilers, yes, I want to say that this film packs more Batman stuff into a film than any other Batman movie that I think I've seen. I feel like it just like went down the checklist of kind of Batman tropey things and was like, "Here's the thing." Also, here's the thing. Also, here's the thing. And I'll like 
I'll start to get into what those are because I, I in the spoiler section because I literally have to. But I feel like if we had a checklist of, I, I'm glad you're writing it down. Because I feel like if we had a checklist of like stereotypic things that happened to Batman that you have to include in a franchise of Batman films, this one's like we're front loading it to get it all out of the way. How should I note that as in like the most Batman-y movie you've seen? Yeah, it, just Batman tropes or whatever. Yeah, it's the okay. most Batman I've seen. It. It's like I heard a joke where somebody said that they put condensed milk in their milk so they can get more milk per milk. I feel like that's what this Batman movie was. They condensed Batman into this Batman movie to get more Batman per Batman. Real quick, Ryan, can you check your microphone and make sure it's turned the right way? Because I think I see the words that are supposed to be facing you. <laughs> huh? I don't sound right? No. Oh. How about now? Do you have that, how, how that, do you that, hear me now? Oh, you sound so much it. better. Yes, that did it. Um, so that was the problem all along. Yes, I knew there was something. Okay. Um, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that, Devin, but I also okay. think there are a lot of things in this that it doesn't do that other Batman films have done repeatedly. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, showing the death of his parents. Like, we don't, we don't <laughs> see that. And I, I'm glad this isn't an origin story. I'm glad this is two yeah. years into uh, Bruce Wayne as Batman. I like that. It shows us things that we haven't seen before in live action, like a, a certain location we've never seen before um, mm -hmm. outside of the animated series or the comic books or video games even. Um, and I think a lot of the characters, like this is an origin story for the villains, which I think is very interesting. Um uh, in the chat, Miss Little Moon says, first Batman I love. So, by uh, the way, yes. uh, it clicked with her right away. Uh, from, like, the opening shot of this movie, she said she was a thousand percent on board. So I saw it with, with her and my sister. It clicked with her right away. It took my sister and I about an hour and a half for the movie to click with us. To put To put my thoughts on why it took so long was, have you ever seen those those lists online where they say, this is what these cartoon characters look like if they were real people. And then they like show you like, this is what Peter Griffin would look like if he was a human. Uh, and it's like a, just a dude with like realistic kind of Peter Griffin-y proportions. This is what this movie felt like to me. Where like Batman typically has this sense of like, he's on screen, the trumpets swell. He's in charge of Gotham as a city. He is this God among men. And on, without spoilers, almost at no point did the Batman in this movie feel like anything other than a guy in a suit. He felt like a more realistic take on it. The music didn't swell. Like, the trumpets didn't swell when he was on screen. And it even starts out with him saying, I literally can't be everywhere at once. I can't handle all of these crimes all at once. And I went, oh my gosh, he can't. Like, he can't stand on top of a gargoyle and see every crime and pick which one he'll stop. I love this now. But, like, it was a bit jarring at first, because even when he was just, like, walking along with people, I'm like, he doesn't look like a god. He looks like a guy in a costume. And okay. that is so cool for me. Okay. So I'm a bit confused, because you you said it took you about 45 minutes to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you're into it by his opening monologue? So not into it, but but understanding that they're going for the real approach. Okay. And then being uncomfortable by that real approach. Like, you know, how okay. when you see those like faces on the internet, you go, Ooh, 
Peter Griffin is not a cartoon. Looks weird. But then if you like stare at it for an hour and a half, you go, yeah, all right. So, I get it. so it was kind of like a new piece of underwear for you. It, yeah. At first, it's yeah. constricting. Yes. And it's uncomfortable. But then it, you know, like it becomes but a part of you. Like, I can, like, and I it's can good. Do so much more in this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, the God people got literally, that. Literally, Wayne's perfect. World reference. Yeah. <laughs> so, like. No, I I missed the Wayne's World reference. Like, <laughs> this just threw me off. Like, why is he talking about underwear? Um, it's a Wayne's. Oh my God! I need to have you guys watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys, I we need mind. to watch Wayne's World too because I don't think Devin's seen that yet. No, he hasn't. Speaking of Wayne, swing. <laughs> so speak, um, okay. So again, speaking of Wayne, what did you guys think of Bruce Wayne in this movie? Because this was another part that was a bit jarring for me because, without spoiling, he's not a Tony Stark type he, yeah, at he, all. So Robert Pattinson has come out and said that he's not uh, doing the uh, millionaire, like the Playboy millionaire um, version of Bruce Wayne in this film. I think we'll see that version of him later. Um, but I... I I'm kind of indifferent to Bruce Wayne as like the, the hermit. Like I, I, cause for the story that they're telling, it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think for certain things to happen in the film, to be believable that you kind of have to have that version of Bruce Wayne. Um, I, 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 I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, and same here. I had no issues with how they were portraying him as Bruce Wayne because of, again the type of story that it is i would find it odd that you would have a batman this batman going through what he's going through but then have the you know the bruce wayne persona being like the christian bale bruce wayne it wouldn't make any sense i i agree i mean this makes so much sense for the character and it makes sense for kind of the beats of the movie uh, which we'll have to get into in spoilers, but then also yeah. it makes sense in like, it makes sense in that like I kind of now want to see him transition to that. Like I want a movie now where he has to learn to negotiate both personalities correctly, because in the beginning of the movie, the first thing that you see is Bruce Wayne. Alfred has a line where he's like, you know, something something like, "You never show up to your company," mm-hmm. uh, and the, I want to see that to talk become. To yeah, yeah, and that that's what I want to see eventually. Like I like they establish the world and all of that, but then I like give me more of, you know, him transitioning into Playboy Millionaire at some point and how rough of a transition that is and how do you balance this love of being Batman with with something else? Yeah. 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 So, okay, so you guys know how big I am on movie scores. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, but Michael Giacchino is one of my favorite composers. What did you think of his Batman score, his Batman theme? I liked it a lot. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> Simply put. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I Maybe this is that that thing, right, that, like, that I had. I tried to make these feelings cogent. Uh, and put them into words tonight before the podcast with Romana, and it didn't work. Romana loved, loved, loved this. Thought it was so fitting. Thought it was so perfect. <clears throat> I didn't like it. I thought it was too simple. It was essentially three notes, and then they just repeated or three chords, and then they just repeated those three chords, and then I've, sometimes they made them louder. I have questions. 
Yes. I, I want to kind of... Do you like the Jaws theme? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's the end of my questioning. Because if, if you... <laughs> if, if you're going to say no, I would have brought up a different one. <laughs> to me, this is like the Jaws theme for Batman. Like, it's not being used the same way as they use the theme in Jaws with it getting louder mm-hmm. and, you know, that whole thing. But I, like, it's, it's, it's extremely recognizable. Yes, when that's you, true. When you hear it, you know almost what's going to happen. You know what it's signifying. It's really easy to understand. And because of how loud it is, it's easy for someone like me to actually have it stand out during the film. I think that my bigger problem with it is it fits Batman at the beginning of the movie incredibly well. I think that it's supposed to be simple. I think that it's supposed to be reminiscent of Jaws in some way. I don't think it fits who Batman is at the end of the film. And I don't think that the score grows with him. I think that it just gets louder as the movie goes on. And in in part of what I was talking to Romana about is I was like, I was like, and maybe this is, again, him not being like a literal god among men, him just being a person, so he would need something simpler. But I literally put on, like, the Michael Keaton Batman score and went, this is Batman to me. Like, this is what Batman sounds like. This is the soundscape of Batman. And I'm getting three very loud chords in replacement, or to replace this. And, And it wouldn't have fit. Like, his score would have been weird in this movie and would have, like made Robert Pattinson's character something that he wasn't, but I don't know. I It was weird. Change okay. my mind, Alan, please. Okay. So you're saying that it's just the three chords over and over that, that don't build up. And I think that's completely wrong. Like if you it listen, to, if you listen to it, I've listened to the soundtrack a lot. Um, <laughs> I even, I, so I didn't go into this film seeing any trailers. I saw the, the first trailer that they did. I think maybe the second one once, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any other marketing except for the Little Caesars commercials. Uh, so, but what I did do is they released the Batman theme early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would listen to that on my drive home. It's like an eight-minute piece of music that just is just the Batman thing. So it starts with the piano. What I love about this theme is it is so close to what the the Batman animated series did with the horns. Like, there are horns in there. Especially, mm-hmm. like, I think there there are two themes here. There's the Batman theme, and then there's the there's the Bruce Wayne theme. Like, the Bruce Wayne theme comes into play in the film when he's driving up to the funeral. Um, Got it. Uh, so there's da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of bum, 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 bum. But I think the two of them work so well together, and I think... If you listen to the piece, the Batman, when you have those two going together, that's the theme. And I think that's if you look at what Giacchino did for the Spider-Man films, like Tom mm-hmm. Holland Spider-Man films, he's building on that for if this is going to be a trilogy, the mm-hmm. theme is going to evolve throughout these films. And I think this for what this Batman is, I think this theme is perfect. And I think Giacchino does a great job of using those three chords to like emphasize the, the, the dramatic tension that is, is Batman in the shadows. Like, like that whole opening sequence where you have all these different criminal elements throughout the city doing different things, wondering Mm -hmm. if Batman's in the shadows, it works because of that theme. 
Like if you had a, if you had the Michael Keaton theme, if you had the Batman Forever theme, if you had the the Hans Zimmer Dark Knight theme, it wouldn't work as well. It works for how they present this film, and I'm really excited to see what they do in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't disagree that it doesn't work for the film. I think that it does. I think that, and, and I think this is it too. Again, it was it was like me not expecting really what this is. It didn't sound like what I expect when I hear Batman. I expect, you know, the 89 score. I expect the, you know, the, the rousing trumpets, which wouldn't have fit. But like, I think that if you played this for me and asked me before I saw this movie, where is this from? What movie is it? Batman wouldn't have been the first thing that came to mind, which again, isn't a bad thing. But if they build on it, I'm really excited. I, I think the strongest part of this film for the score is that the the car chase that's in the trailer. Like mm, I think the okay. film works very well there. Uh, it's one of those songs that I can't listen to on the highway because I will get a ticket. <laughs> um, I ha- I have another thought on the score that I think I'm going to say for for spoilers. Okay. Um, even though I kind of want to get it out of the way now. Um, we'll save it for spoilers. Okay. Um, I don't know what else we can talk about. Um, actually, okay. Before we get into our top five, um, our top five Batman films, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's a real spoiler to say that this film is setting up a trilogy. Um, are you guys yeah. excited to see two more films set in this world? Ryan, are you? Yeah. Like, yeah? Yeah, I mean... With Robert Pattinson as Batman and Matt Reeves directing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the fact that half the... Si- I, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely is excited to see the rest of this. <laughs> okay. Devin? Good. Yes, very much so. I like the characters. I like, I like where they leave the world. I like... Yeah. Yes. Yes, very much so. What about you? Me too. Um, yeah. I'm also excited to see, and we'll get into some of this in spoilers. I'm excited to see the the future films that they do, but I'm also excited to see uh, the, these HBO Max spinoff shows that they're doing based off of this. That's uh, a harder sell for me. One in particular, um, but that'll be for spoilers. So um, let's get into our top five Batman films of all time. I will say this. Uh, two of us have bat the Batman in our top five. Ryan does not, because <laughs> he he's still thinking about it, and that's fine. You've yeah. seen it once, I've seen it twice, so I feel like uh, I can justify why it's in my top five. So, who wants to go first? Who who's ready to be on their pedestal to talk about these? Do you want to go first, Ryan? I feel like I'm gonna have some weird hot takes for you guys that you're gonna not love. Um, so you're trying to defend yourself by going last. So we don't rip you as soon as you get back. No, 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 no. So I think that it it helps to. I mean, I'll go first. You want me to go first? Devin's you know going what? first. I'll, yeah, I'm going first. De- Here it goes. Devin's okay. Go first. All right. So my number one. <clears throat> no, 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 no. We're, start, we're starting with number five. Starting with five. Number five. Starting number five. with number five. Okay. This always number five. Me. This, this, this <laughs> is more controversial than your number one. Uh, is it really? Yeah, definitely. All right. Number number five is Batman and Robin. Okay. Why? As your five? As my five. Yeah. I love this movie. I think it's fun. I always, I've always liked this movie. I think that I, I like the, I, I, of any Batman movie, this is the one that I will turn on when I go, 
I just want a fun movie. I don't want anything serious. I just, just like, give me silly, give me funny. I'll take it. So yeah, okay. that, that's yeah, pretty okay. firm on number five. All right, you're number four. Batman Returns. Okay. Uh, I this is my favorite version of the Michael Keaton movies. This is my favorite one of them, and I have that like very strong connection to the video game that I used to play with my dad. So I love it. Um, which you also played on three? stream. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with your number I three. Did. My number three is this movie, The Batman, which I understand is pretty high. But once you see my numbers one and two, you're going to be mad enough at me that, that it doesn't even matter what my rankings are. <laughs> okay. Your number two? Number two, number two is Lego Batman. Okay, why? I, look, I love, love, love Will Arnett so much. <laughs> I think that he plays a great Batman. I think that this has a really cool story and that it specifically leans on the theme of Batman is as strong as who he kind of surrounds himself with. And that his like whole brooding persona of being the lone dark knight doesn't ever really work out. And I love that. So, yeah. Job Lego Batman. Okay. And then your number I mean, one. It's the hackiest pick of, of any of them, but it's it's the dark knight. It's the one that I've seen the most. I like it. Um, I, I haven't seen the Nolan trilogy recently enough to be able to analyze it any farther than that. But this is the one that I've watched the most and I like. Uh, I'm very surprised that uh, spoilers for my list. Neither of us picked the Dark Knight Rises that, that we're both in. I know, isn't that a shame? There's a reason for that, and I'll explain <laughs> that later if we want to talk about it. Looks <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I pretty much had to pull uh, posters for every Batman film ever, <laughs> except for the Dark Knight Returns. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Ryan, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to all go. Right. So that. Devin, smile, because I'm going to take a screenshot of this for your top five. All right, there we go. And Love it. Ryan's up. All right, Ryan, what are your... Starting with your number five. Okay, so number five is The Dark Knight. Uh, okay. It's... Un unlike Devin, like, The Dark Knight is not a movie that I can just put on for, like, something silly in the background. It's a movie that, even though I never finish it, it's a movie that I go to start. Mm -hmm. because i'm interested in like the beginning the middle and then by the time like but not the end but yeah i mean i always end up not 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 watching the end for whatever reason like i stop it and put on a show or what something but it's something that i always go to so that's that's why it's number five mm -hmm. uh number four is batman returns Devin, yours was number four too right i think it was yeah i think it was too um that's my like I love the penguin in it. I love Catwoman. I love the silliness of the fact that like the in that like half the movie takes place in like a very small park in the middle of Gotham. Like mm -hmm. half the movie takes place right there. Um and it's just it's pretty much just it's pretty I mean it is just, uh, the movie is, is just a continuation of Batman 89 and I love Batman 89. So that's why it's there. Okay. Um, number three is Batman forever. Um, that my ex number three and number two are picks that are pretty much the, those are my, like, I don't really know what to watch. I just want something in the background that I can hear a few lines from and I can laugh along with it. And that's Batman Forever. Um, that and I can also 
sit down and actually watch it all the way through. I mean, it's kind of hard not to when you have Tommy Lee Jones and uh, uh, Tim Carey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I almost said John Carrey, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see. Um, So, I mean, they give such great performances in it, and it's honestly, I said this to Kristen today because when she came home from work, I was watching it, and it was right at the scene where he gets dissed uh, by uh, by Bruce at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and he's talking all serious. Like, I, I know that he's a good actor. I like to see him actually act, but I can never take him seriously when that's all he's doing. Yeah. And I feel like it's a good balance when a movie that shows his silliness to, to one extreme, but then also shows that he's act- that he can actually act. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good example of it. Number two is Batman 66. Wow. I nice absolutely pick. love... I absolutely love this movie. Um, it was the first Batman movie I, I'd ever watched. I watched it multiple times with my dad growing up. Um, whenever Batman gets talked about, uh, anybody brings it up. One of the first things I think of is Batman trying to find his bat sh- uh, shark repellent to yep. get the shark off his leg on the helicopter. Um, so that's number two. Number one is Batman 89. Michael Keaton is my Batman. That is my Batmobile. That is my Bat my Batman movie. So, all right, very solid list. Um, yeah, I th- feel like the reason Batman Forever may didn't make Devin's list over Batman or Batman and Robin is uh, because of the Seal song. Yes, <laughs> thousand percent. Yep. All right. Also, ice puns always win it for me. Also, ice puns. Okay, ice puns. Ice puns. All right. So let me sit up here because I got I got to adjust my angle for this. All right. So my number five um, and the only entry from the from the Chris Nolan trilogy is Batman Begins. Um, I think this is a great origin story for the for Batman. I think they do a great job of setting up the character as he is in the rest of the trilogy. They do a very good job of honoring the origin story from the comic books. Um, plus Liam Neeson. Um, and I, I enjoy the chemistry between Christian Bale and Katie Holmes in this. I think uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is a, a great actress, but I never really bought their dynamic in The Dark Knight. And I just think that the Batman Begins has one of the best chase scenes of all time when he's just like driving the Batmobile and the police are chasing him. Oh, um, yeah. I think that that that's my, it's my favorite of the Nolan trilogy, even though Devin and I are both in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, <laughs> but, Again, there's multiple reasons why that's on none of our lists Again, yeah. um, <laughs> you merely adopted the dark i was born in it uh mm. not my number four is uh batman mask of the phantasm which pick. uh because it's a it was released in theaters but it's like the batman animated series gets so much right about batman uh, it's one of my go-tos. Like if I want to watch a Batman movie, this is one that I'll watch. Um, it's my favorite animated Batman film because there were so many of them that we like. I almost didn't consider them, but this one stands out to me because uh, you got Kevin Conroy as Batman, you got Mark Hamill's Joker in here, um, you got 
they use a little bit of the Danny Elfman score. The, the animated series score is phenomenal. And plus just the art style, like animated, animated series Gotham it hits differently than any other Gotham. Um, so that's my, that's my number four. My number three, right, right in the middle is, uh, this, the one we're talking about this week, the Batman. Oh, cool. Uh, I think this, it's still early on. Like, like I said in the non-spoiler reviews, like the, it, watching it the second time you feel the three hours, but I feel like from this point on, like I can put this on in the background and be like, okay, there's a Batman movie on and I'll pop, I'll stop what I'm doing and watch, uh, like the chase scene or some of the action scenes in this. Um, but I, there's a lot to enjoy here. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my number three pick. Uh, Mm -hmm. my number two pick is Michael Keaton's Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, I, there's so much, like, it was really hard for me to pick between this and returns. I consider them the same film. If I watch one, I'm usually watching the other one right after. Um, and soon I'll have to add a third one to that with, with the flash. Uh, (laughs) but no, I, I think there's so much great going on here with, uh, Danny Elfman's score and Michael Keaton's performance. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. I think it's phenomenal. And one of the best performances of the Joker of all time, um, I mean, Heath Ledger is great for what he does, but I think Jack Nicholson does such a great comic accurate Joker where like the other ones that we've gotten, like the Heath Ledger Joker is so dark and twisted. And then Jared Leto's is just dumb, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I, there's just so much to enjoy here. Um, And then my, my number one pick, uh, if you can't tell by some of the art behind me, is uh, Batman Forever uh, because um, did you know that when it snows? Oh, none of this song means anything. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I so Batman Forever has always been one of my favorite films. Um, it was my introduction to Batman. I had the I had the Batmobile toy. I had the the Batcave. Um. Val Kilmer, I think, does a great job of playing Bruce Wayne and Batman as two different characters. Michael Keaton really didn't do that that much. But uh, Jim Carrey, at the height of his powers, is crazy. And um, Tommy Lee Jones is there. But I, 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 think, I think this is a great way to introduce Robin into the film series, which this is the only iteration of Robin outside of Burt Ward that the Batman films has touched. And I think they do a great job of that origin as well. Um, and it's got a great score as well. Um, uh, yeah, that's my top five. Very so. nice. I, I like how there was some crossover in, in all of our lists, but in general, they were still very different lists. Yes. Yes, they were. Um, <laughs> so that's our top five. Uh, I think we got to get into spoilers now. But before we do that, I got to do something. Hold on. I love that you're doing this. <laughs> so I also want you to know that this look in in particular is specifically what uh, Romana and Becca want want to do. Like they want to go out and get this stuff to do this. So, uh, Alan, what did you use to get that look? So this is a black face paint from the sporting goods section at Walmart. <laughs> And you're using it exactly the way it's supposed to be used. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've got the mask I, here, but I'm not putting that on because that no, gets hot. No, this... Um, can can I just say though, I loved that shot. I I feel like they may have spoiled it in the trailers. I didn't watch many trailers for this, but I love that they addressed the fact that he's wearing black face paint. Alan's it's looking gonna sweat. like Alan's looking like my avatar from the division right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I got my character is just wearing like eye black, just like here, just like that stripe. Yeah, yeah, because like. Instead of putting sunglasses on him, I just mm-hmm. put the, 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 the eye black stripe because the hat I have him wearing, he's got the sunglasses up on the hat. So I didn't want to have, like, you know... Double, double. sunglasses? Yeah. yeah. That'd be silly. Exactly. So... Also could make it oh. a little bit more red. Got the for red. the Good. spoilers. So this is your spoiler warning because we will be talking about spoilers for the Batman from this point forward. Um... So let me talk about my biggest issue with this movie. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't like that light. That light can go away. <clears throat> um, so my biggest issue with this movie is the way they treat Alfred. Okay. I mean, Al- he's definitely a different take on Alfred. He, uh, Andy Serkis is great. I think they, there's a lot of great potential there for, for an Alfred. But they, they, they dumbed down Alfred, and I don't like that. Alfred, How did they dumb him down, though? So Alfred is supposed to be... Like this former secret agent who helps Bruce Wayne like with the Batman stuff because he has knowledge of it, and you can tell like this this Alfred is injured and because he has a cane and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just the fact that Alfred opens a package that says to the Batman and doesn't check it to be a bomb when he knows like he's been working with him to know like what he's up to. Like, it was just, it didn't feel like Alfred to me. Like, Alfred's not that dumb. That's fair. That's a fair criticism. I will say, I like how they framed it. Where, like, they made this, like, really tense moment of, like, you gotta, like, warn him. Like, something bad's gonna happen. And she's like, that happened an hour ago. (sighs) I thought that was cool. Same here. I thought the timing device was actually... I enjoyed it, but after, like, a minute of it, I was like, okay, like, just answer the phone. Like, why yeah. are you just letting the phone go? Like, the, the mail can wait. <laughs> so. It's important. Well, mail. No, okay, I, so yeah. when it comes to that, though, like, the way that I took that was that when you hear the ringing, that's that's when he first called. So how many rings you heard is how long it was actually ringing for before the maid picked it up because of all the firefighters there. That's how I took that. I mean, maybe. I, that it wasn't ringing yeah. when he was actually doing the mail. No, like it was an it audio carryover. That, 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 that there was an audio carryover from when he was, you know, doing those cutscenes. Like, I feel like the ringing was just placed in there to make you think it was going on at the same time. Well, with the exception of that that one scene, how did you feel about his relationship with Bruce? Because I actually did quite like that, where there was this, like, very much this line that he was telling of, like, you have these responsibilities, you need to do this, I'm basically being father figure. I mean, I think that at one point he even says, like, you're the, you know, you're a father to me. Um, versus, like, him actively feeding into his, like, Batman obsession. Like, uh, it felt reminiscent of the Dark Knight Rises because you had the same kind of dynamic there with Bruce Wayne and Alfred because mm-hmm. Michael Caine's like, I'm not going to say you die. 
Like, I don't want to see that. Um, so it reminded me of that uh, in the chat. I know the letter was uh, addressed to Bruce Wayne, but the uh, the the Batman to the Batman letter was there too, like the card in in the literal fireproof yeah. envelope, yeah. which I was like, oh, something's gonna go boom. Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I I, I yeah. enjoy for the world that they're setting up. I like that this was the dynamic for the first film. I'm curious to see how they build upon it. And don't nerf they and don't nerf Alfred in the first, like the second act of the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, that 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 was my biggest issue with the story. Was that. okay. Was didn't you mention that there was like a story beat that you thought was unnecessary? Was it that one? Yeah, it was that one. Yeah, but. Okay, no, no, no. Back was, to my... Not that, not oh. that it's on. Un... No, not that it's unnecessary. It's that it mm-hmm. just goes against the source material. Okay, fair. Where you know he would be smarter than yeah. that in general. Yeah, it, so it's then... it's levels of like it's almost Alfred letting Vicky Vale in the Batcave stupid to me. <laughs> like, there's no reason for it. Like, it doesn't fit. Like, Alfred wouldn't do that. Like, it just you you had to get into one of the Batman tropes though. Which here comes the more Batman in your Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to blow up Wayne Manor. You had to do something to Wayne Manor where they were not like blowing up Wayne Manor is like a staple of these Batman trilogies. Like someone's got to get back to Bruce Wayne somehow. Someone's got to blow it up. It happened in this movie. They got it out of the way. I mean, yeah. So they're living in the tower, and I guess Wayne yeah. Manor was an orphanage from the beginning. Yes. That yeah. part, I you know what? I genuinely didn't catch that. So they're living in the tower. Yes. yes. Like in Wayne Tower. Okay. Yes. I you know what? Did not Be- pick up on that. Because on because one at the beginning when he's on the motorcycle mm-hmm. driving into like the bat subway cave yeah. thing, yeah. abandoned tunnel. He's driving to Wayne Tower. I and knew that. And then in that scene, he is driving and calling to Wayne to to Wayne Tower again. Mm-hmm. And Again, going back when he's on the motorcycle and he's dressed like a lead singer of a, you know, mid early when when Bruce Wayne is dressed like an early millennium alternative rock lead singer, he goes up the the elevator and he appears in the same clothes in the lobby or the dining room area when he's speaking to when he's speaking to Alfred. So. I don't, to me, it was all seamless. Like it was. Yeah, I. For me, I was like, well, he's like, great. He's driving way out of the city, so it's got to be some like countryside manner. I guess we are not going to get too many establishing shots, and of course, there's an elevator to the subterranean basement that he has, and like I just, I honestly didn't think about it anymore from there. But he wasn't driving out of the city. He was driving more towards downtown, towards a tower. I thought he was driving across to where Jersey City would be in in if this was like Manhattan. He was like in Manhattan, was driving towards Jersey City. Is what okay. I what so, I thought. He, he, here's how I took it. Uh, okay. I've, I've played the Arkham games. I'm a little bit familiar with the, the layout <laughs> of Gotham City and those. And so I think proud. it's just another island in Gotham. Like if uh, they're just it, islands. If, in if the main Gotham is Manhattan, he's driving mm-hmm. across the bridge to Queens. Fair. Okay. Um, totally fair. Uh, real quick, just uh, touching on what friend of the show miss little moon said uh mm-hmm. the the residents at wayne tower did remind me as well of hogwarts like dumbledore's <laughs> office in particular like i know they filmed this in london so i'm wondering if they just like retrofitted that 
Because it's, a, mean, ti- it's like, a tiny space from what they show. I mean, they, they like filmed it from like the... a different angle. <laughs> they filmed it from... And like everything here was like gothic to like to the point of almost being comical. Like how gothic style everything was in this. It's because well, they're it's in Gotham. Gotham. City. It's yeah, it, gothic. Really Gotham. though, I mean, I, mean, I, I get mean, it, it but sense. like, wow. I okay. How did you guys feel about the Riddler? Because you guys both listed a Riddler movie as your top five Gotham or your top five Batman movies. This okay. is almost this this Riddler to me uh-huh. is the most realistic Riddler that I've ever seen. Because to me, this makes sense. You have some guy who's extremely intelligent who goes nuts, mm-hmm. but he's always done like low. He's always been like a low level accountant. Mm-hmm. so he doesn't have that much money so like everything he does is extremely diy i liked it um i really enjoyed paul dana's performance i've been mm-hmm. wanting a dark take on the riddler for a while now mm-hmm. and for a while i was saying just bring jim carrey back and have him do a dark version of it <clears throat> like a num- the number 23 jim carrey he could do it. He could he's do it. He's got the range. Uh, he's too busy doing Sonic, though. <laughs> um, Fair. Which I'd rather see him in that role. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, like, I'm all for comedic Jim Carrey. Uh, this version of the Riddler is what I wanted it to be. Um, like the Rid- like it was a little bit too Saw franchise for me in parts. But it, bring it up. But it works for. Um, for this version of the Riddler, like, because in the Arkham, like, I'm just gonna keep talking about the Arkham games. Do it. Um, in the Arkham games, like, especially in Arkham Knight, there is a little bit more of in Arkham City. There's more of the uh, the traps that the Riddler sets up for for the Batman that put people at risk. So it's not unheard of for this character to make that kind of stuff. So it worked for me. Um. Speaking of Saul, I made a friend. Did you? <laughs> I did. Uh, I wasn't on the show last week, but I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working on a uh, feature film with star of the of Saul's three through seven, Costas Mandalore. Wow! And um, he may or may not be joining us on the show in the near future. Talking about the Saw movies? Are no, we, are we gonna make uh, he's also oh. in one of Ryan's favorite films of all time, the one mm-hmm. that ma- the one that started the the idea for this podcast, uh, Virtuosity. So, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that's really exciting. So yeah, that, it that, is. That, so <laughs> that that's one thing that the Riddler like <laughs> kind of brought. Like it was weird that the Riddler was so influenced by Saul for this because I mm-hmm. spent like the last like most of last week with this actor super nice guy um so that was one weird thing about the riddler in this the other weird thing was the riddler's theme did you guys pick up on what the riddler's theme is a riff on? not at all no so the film the film opens with ave maria yes yeah the riddler's theme is just ave maria if you listen to it it's it's like drawn out Da, yeah. da, 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 da. I know exactly what you're talking about now. And what, what what was hard for me to to they use Ave Maria a lot in this. Like the Riddler sings it in their uh, interrogation scene. It's used multiple times throughout the film. 
especially with the opening. Um, what made that hard for me um, is another reason I wasn't on the show. Well, another thing that happened last week was my grandfather passed away. Um, and one of the last memories I have of him uh, when he was in the nursing home, uh, he would sing. Uh, oh. So from the hallway, you could hear him singing. And one of the songs he would sing was Ave Maria. Um, so it was kind of like, yeah. kind of took me aback that like, it was just weird timing. With yeah. that. Um, so now when I watch this move, when I see the Riddler in this and hear his theme, I think of my grandfather. Ooh, um, that's a weird, okay. That's yeah, a weird it's a weird association, but that's where my mind went because it, cause it's one of those songs. And then like, so I'm just always going to associate that song with my grandfather from now on. And it's in this movie heavily. So Yeah. Could you see your grandfather pulling off a Riddler? Like being the Riddler type? No, but funny funny okay. enough, uh at my mother's wedding, he wore a purple tuxedo. So I can see him pulling off the Joker. Oh, very you nice. You know what? From what I know about him, I can see that too. I can see you met you met him. <laughs> I know I have, and that's yeah. why I said, from what I know of him, that yeah. definitely pull that would definitely yeah. work out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so, so I, yeah. to abruptly switch it back to the please uh, do because I quick, didn't want to bring it down. But no, yeah. no, 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 because I did have a really weird hot take on it. I I was mad at the Joker for or the Riddler for a little while in this movie because I was like, fine, I guess they're challenging Batman like cerebrally, like they're just giving him a riddle, and I guess there's this like bigger plan, but they're not. The thing that I like about superhero movies is when a when the villain of the superhero movies literally challenges the notion of what the superhero is doing, and at the very last second, the movie pulled it out of its out of the air, and that's that's what worked for me. Is that you know for the longest time in the beginning of the movie, Batman was I am vengeance, and the Riddler was also vengeance, and he had a couple of his followers say that they're vengeance, and the movie showed how he literally cannot be vengeance. Like that is an incorrect and bad take at what Gotham city needs. And he now has to adapt and change. Dang it. I like that. I, it's such a trope in superhero movies where they'll do that. And they'll just be like, yeah, but my vengeance is the right one. And there's just the wrong one. So don't I, worry about it. I didn't read it like that. I absolutely okay. agree. Uh-huh. Um, I have one logical problem with the Riddler. Okay. And his riddles. So riddle oh. me, riddle me this. Oh god! Up until the d- interrogation scene where Batman has a, they've arrested the Riddler. Mm-hmm. If you stop it there, with everything you're presented from the other riddles and the assassination attempts or assassinations, if you stopped it there. Is there any reason you sh- would know what the final act of this movie will be with the bombs and flooding of the city? Because the Riddler is surprised that Batman doesn't know. But I'm like, but I'm wa- even the second time through, I'm watching it. I'm like, why would the Batman know that this is your plan? Was there anything presented in this? Because in in Batman Forever, you you mm-hmm. you had the series of numbers in the riddles that brought brought together M-R-E, Mr. E, Mr. E, Enigma, Edward Enigma. Um, 
so there was a theme, like there was something in each of those riddles that build up to his identity. Was there anything in these riddles that I missed that brought up to like, oh yeah, we're going to bomb the city and flood it. The only way that I can see that, that he should have caught on to it is that at his apartment was the murder, like the murder weapon for the first person was so incredibly specific that like, I think that he might have been broadcasting it with the murders. So the first murder tool was a carpet remover. Yeah. And then the second murder tool was rats, essentially. So maybe he's like signaling, like looking down or something like that. But it, I, I think the clear indicator was the the carpet tool. But I mean, I and can the third see one how... was the bomb. Yeah, and the third one was the bomb, essentially. Well, third and fourth, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Let's I see. mean, maybe yeah, maybe that now... was it. Now that I'm thinking about, because I didn't think about this as an issue, like I, I really didn't mm-hmm. have any thought about this. But now that I'm thinking about it, when they stop one of Riddler's henchmen uh, on the catwalk, yeah. and he says, "You know, why are you doing this?" and he says, "I'm vengeance." Mm-hmm. And then Batman has to have the realization, like, "Crap, I can't just go around the city saying I'm vengeance because you know other people are going to have a different view of what vengeance is." Mm -hmm. And then you've got you know compete. It's it's a uh, you've got philosophy going on that people are trying to wrap their heads around even now in our own world of what it you know of what even one word means. so, and then of course you've got like the carpet tool, like the first murder and everything. It could just be too that maybe this is one of those things where I don't know if this is built into the story, if this is where they were going, but I'm just going to consider it headcanon for myself <laughs> that they show that the Riddler didn't know everything because he thought Batman was going to be with him on right. it. And when it was showing that he wasn't, he flipped out. So it could be that the Riddler was like, everybody knows what this tool is. How could anyone not know what this is? Because to him, in his life, he knows what it is because at some point he knew someone who did, you know, like, uh, 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 indoor construction. Mm-hmm. And because of that, everybody he knew knew what that tool was. Okay. So he thought Batman would just know. That's what I'm going to go with. I mean, the first murder was done, and the first murder was done in on all hardwood floor room with a carpet tool. Yeah. So maybe that was that was like a signal. I don't know. I yes. I love so, the performance. No, I, I like I like the yeah. interpretation that the, that was the key is the tool. Yeah. So because that yeah. like if he arrested him, he should know what that is from there. Um, okay. So anything else on the Riddler before we move on to some other characters in this? The only issue that I had with the Riddler, and it wasn't until they were looking, uh, till when they unlocked the video, uh, mm-hmm. that that he had, was the mask. And I was thinking to myself, like, that's really weird. Like, that's a really weird mask. Like, I know it's a DIY thing, but why would someone design a mask like that? And then when you look at the comments that were on the screen, somebody asked about the mask, and then somebody replied that it was some type of, like, biohazard mask that had different components to it. Yeah. That he, like, broke down. I thought that was cool. And mm-hmm. then something else that I noticed today watching Batman Forever, and Alan, I think you're going to love this. Okay. The glasses that uh that he wears mm-hmm. in the batman is like the is his glasses have that clear acrylic frame yeah jim carrey and batman forever when he's edward nimba 
um, Nigma before he becomes the Riddler wears the same set of glasses. I appreciate that so much. Jim Carrey is wearing the same cre- uh, clear acrylic uh, uh. glasses. Okay. I don't know if that's like a comic book thing or what, but... So, Paul Dano does a great job of playing like the crazy, um, obsessive Riddler. Mm-hmm. Given what we were talking about earlier, same script, same dialogue, same everything. Could you guys see Jim Carrey as this Riddler? <laughs> no. Honest, no. Honestly, with with the acting that I've seen him do, I think he could. I think he could. I don't know. I think the expectation would be so weird there, though. Like, my expectation well, of what he would do on screen versus, like, him delivering those lines. Because, like, this is Paul Dano through and through. Like, it, Yeah, and see, I only know him from mm-hmm. Prisoners. Got it. I only know him from that movie. Yeah. So when, because, I mean, and I, and, and I didn't know that he was in this. I didn't look up who was playing the Riddler. But then when mm-hmm. they showed his face, I'm like, he looks familiar. He looks oh, really yeah. familiar. I know him from somewhere. And he's played someone like this before, kind of. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. then I talked to Kristen about it when I got home. Like, oh, that's right. He was in Prisoners. He was the one that captured the Spoilers, the, spoilers. The I've never seen it. <laughs> spoilers. Oh, no. It, it it happens in the first five minutes of the movie. Oh. It's in the first five. It's oh, not spoilers. Oh, it's not spoilers. Okay, so um, let's talk a bit about Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman. This this she gives this gives Michelle Pfeiffer a run for her money. I really enjoyed her taking Catwoman, um, much more than Anne Hathaway. Like I like Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight rises but this is this is Catwoman. Uh, Halle Berry all the way. <laughs> oh, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. oh. I uh, I like Catwoman when she's a thief and she's like a crafty thief that doesn't have like the same kind of arsenal as Batman. She's just like a crafty thief like yeah. and she doesn't fall into a pit of kitty litter even though I like you that movie. A, you mean a a uh, um a cat burglar, Devin. Yeah. Right. Well th- yes, yeah. and that's but that's it though. Okay. Well, okay. Real quick, touching on the cat litter thing from Batman Returns, I think yeah. they use that as like a attraction thing for the snowy roads. So it kind of it, it takes place at Christmas. Cut them some slack. Yeah, I, I mean, it's well, fair. That, that makes and sense. Devin, Devin, this is a comic. I mean, we're, we're, first off and foremost, Devin, we're talking about comic book characters. Yes. So you being upset that you know Catwoman falls into a truck of cat litter and goes ooh cat litter are you really making that critique about a a, a movie about superheroes really you, you really understand that, that one of my top are 5 really was Arnold Schwarzenegger that? making ice puns for 90% of a movie i have no real like i just i think that in if if you were to show me versions of catwoman i would prefer the one that didn't fall into cat litter i i honestly still prefer the one that falls into cat litter Fair. So you liked her better than this one, then? I don't see. See, it, it's one of those things where their performances to me and the mm-hmm. and the type of cat women that they were portraying are to me like yin and yang. Like sure. I don't, you know, they're 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 too different mm-hmm. for me to say that one's better than the other one simply because of the tones of the movies. Mm-hmm. And you know, like where uh, and where uh, uh, they start and where they end. So I mean, for 
for this movie with what they were going for she was perfect i thought she was a good casting choice for it i loved Mm -hmm. where the story took her um i don't really have anything negative to say about about it i mean i kind of wish that they would have given her that that they would have given her more of a costume uh uh, headpiece than just a a cut up uh beanie (laughs) again this is an or they they've said that this is an origin story for the villains so we probably will see her in a more comic accurate headpiece Uh, (laughs) the rest of the costume though works like that was the rest of the costume was perfect and the thing is, too, I'd be fine with, like, the cheap gloves and just with, like, the, the nails cut out for her mm-hmm. nails to go through. That's, that to me, that's done. That is, you know, class A uniform, class A costume, gloves done. <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic of it, I think the costume design in this film is phenomenal. Outside of Catwoman, the bat suit. Like... We didn't really get into like our favorite Batman. That's what my favorite bat suit. Like I want that now. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm so ha- I'm so tempted to buy a 3D printer just so I can make that for myself. Like you have no idea. Here comes a weird take. I liked all of the bat suit. I didn't like the very high collar in the back. I understand its utility. I understand it very much. But I don't know that I liked the profile of him in the back with a collar up to his ears. It wasn't up to his ears. I mean, it was high. It wasn't that high. It was like, like it was... jawline. It was like jawline. It's and I very... guess it's like protecting his neck. It reminded me of like the old costume. Like I don't think Adam West had one, but in the serials from the forties, I think they had one. Oh. So I think it's a nice little reference. I liked it because like at Halloween, you might have trouble getting a black cape, but you can get a vampire cape that has that collar. So now you can have that. But the suit just worked so well for me. Yeah. Um, it felt like one of the Arkham suits, uh, especially with like when he's fighting the, the gang at the beginning and just like shocks them with the gauntlets. Like it, mm-hmm. it works so well. Yeah, I also. That, go ahead. Well, that and I like the fact that the, uh, the, the crest on the front was practical. Yeah. Like I absolutely loved that. So they didn't address it in the film, but I talked to Ryan about this. Devin, do you know where he got that crest? Like the, the, the bat symbol? Do you know what it was made of? Was it cellophane and he used it to trap Zod? No. <laughs> Dang it. No, that that was Superman 2. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that or the other two films <laughs> after that. Uh, no. So in the comic books, uh, in particular Detective Comics 1000... There is a story written by Kevin Smith where um, where Bruce Wayne goes to a pawn shop and this pawn shop owner has like a secret uh, weapon weapons. He's an ar- a secret arms dealer. So Bruce Wayne goes in and looking for a gun, a particular gun that he pays an arm and a leg for. And he leaves with it, takes it back to the Batcave and melts it down. And makes it the armor in his chest. Oh, I like that. It is the gun that killed his parents. Yeah. I had a feeling that's really cool. Um, So and if you look very closely, it lo- does look like that's what they're going for with this. Um, I like that. That's how he got his battering. Like I like I, I didn't yeah. see that coming, but I like that he used it as that instead of carrying mm-hmm. around a bunch of little batarangs. 
it, it makes more practical sense, I think. The yeah. one thing that made the most practical sense to me that I will say that I absolutely loved, they acknowledge that he has a cape. People drug him by his cape because, of course, that's an inconvenience in combat. Thank you no for capes. not ignoring the cape. No capes. No capes. Yeah, no capes. No capes, darling. No capes. Yeah, no, Good. The, Good on um, Again, yeah, my favorite scene of this movie, like, mm-hmm. again, like, I, I've got, like, my favorite, like, scene clips. Like, how okay. in Star Wars, like, I want, like, that one still of, like, all of the ships breaking apart from the one getting rammed. Oh, yeah. Um, I want the still of the camera being right over Batman's, like, head. So you can see, so, like, you can see the collar, you can see his, you know, the... Mm-hmm the whole headpiece and everything, but he's walking along the cops at, at the very beginning and his head's down. He doesn't want to make eye contact with them. And that's part of that whole, like he's walking like a guy in a costume. Yeah. Like he's not walking in there with his head up. He's walking in there with his head down because he doesn't want to make eye contact with the cops because what, because you know, what happens right before going into the room, he didn't want to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are all yeah, frozen. I... We're all frozen. Uh, it doesn't look like we are. No, it must uh, be our internet. I bet our internet's doing something weird. Hopefully, because I uh, I see us moving. Here. Yeah, if not, we're uh we're still recording, so hopefully we're not the stream's yeah. not acting up. Um, yeah. How did you guys feel about the dynamic between the cat and the bat? It was what I wanted. I mean, to me, that's that's who they should be. They should be this like weird, flirty, like we understand each other, and like like. It, they're the scene at the end with the motorcycles. They follow essentially the same path, but then when it comes to action, they literally go their separate ways. That mm-hmm. was a metaphor for the relationship. I thought it was perfect. I, I loved it. Devin, did you yeah. write this script? How did you know? <laughs> That's yeah. why you moved to London. I knew it. <laughs> so, real quick, they filmed most of this in London. Did you recognize any... Uh, landmarks or no. anything no because no, i'm a dumb dumb no i didn't even think they filmed it in london i was like what nice sound studios you have and i mean they, like, film, they filmed they, it in the uk like i know that the ending scene with the motorcycles was early on in the shoot because photos leaked and people were like analyzing his costume so oh that's cool yeah no i'm gonna have to find that that cemetery then look cool um yeah i really enjoyed their dynamic i they mm-hmm. They're always of the same mind, but never of the same mission or um, even goals. means in some means, ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. like when he says no guns, like, yeah, I like that. They subtly hinted that. Um, okay. Looking at the yeah. poster, the last person I want to talk about from the poster is Colin Farrell as Oz, the penguin. This this is my take on it. If he's getting his own HBO Max show and having j- finished Peacemaker, give it to me now. <laughs> Colin Farrell as the Penguin steals this movie. I he was so charismatic in this. You don't like you want to hate him, but you can't because he's like even when uh, Falcone like is being brought out as like is revealed to be the Rat. He's even like, you're a rat. And like, like they think he shot him. He's like, it wasn't me. Like, he's <laughs> so good. And he doesn't look anything like Colin Farrell. Like, I can't. This is the guy who played Bullseye. Like, I don't know what it is about the Batman franchising redeeming P- 
people who were in the Daredevil movie to like, be better versions of different characters. Like, like to me, Bruce, like Ben Affleck is probably the best Bruce Wayne Batman combo. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's good, but Bruce, but Ben Affleck, I think was the best. Colin Farrell, who played Bullseye, like it's great. Like I kind of want to see, like if they cast Jennifer Garner in a DC thing coming up, sign me up. <laughs> Uh, I would love to see like what Michael Clark Duncan could do, but sadly he passed away. So we're never going to get to see that. Uh, but Joey pants, Joey pants is still out there. So maybe. So I definitely agree with penguin. I absolutely loved him in this. Mm -hmm. My biggest issue from everyone, because Alan mentioned him was Falcone and it's, and it has nothing to do with the performance. It has everything to do with that actor and where I recognize him from. And the fact that I'll never be able to see him as anyone else besides Monk's brother. Oh, not <laughs> the Jesus from the Big Lebowski? Yeah, no, no. Not the I, butler I from will, Mr. Deeds? <laughs> I will always, always see him as, like, just his character in Monk really stuck with me at the fact sure. that like he's very upset at the fact that monk doesn't come around anymore he doesn't want to leave the house because his favorite memories are from when he was a kid before you know his parents at this point i can't remember if they died or moved mm-hmm. on but like he has that cork where he keeps all the newspapers he keeps everything in line it's a complete opposite of monk but it's still kind of the same thing yeah. and just the way that they portray his character like it connects with me a lot so whenever mm-hmm. i see him in anything it's oh it's monk's brother and <laughs> so him trying to act as some big crime boss like okay he's doing a good job at this but i know i know i i i just know somewhere there's a closet and there's gonna be thirty thousand magazines stacked and organized somewhere good. <laughs> um so that I, I had a quick question alan yeah, about yes. about the penguin because yes. i feel like you're gonna know this more than i do in the danny devito batman the penguin is a penguin obsessed Danny DeVito who eats raw fish. We call him the penguin. Look at the parallels. Look at his nose. Yeah. In this one, is he the penguin? Because that's essentially like a gangster nickname and he's got a bit of a waddle and he's got the nose. Like he's got like a bit of a pointy nose, but realistically proportioned, not cartoonishly. Yeah. Um, is that more comic book accurate? Or is Danny DeVito's portrayal more comic book accurate? Danny DeVito's portrayal of the penguin is straight out of Tim Burton's imagination. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Like that was just a Tim Burton thing that really like upset McDonald's. Like how, like McDonald's, like how are we supposed to sell a happy meal with this in it? <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the toys for the penguin and that it, it's more comic book accurate. Like he doesn't look like Danny DeVito. He, right, he's yeah. got the top hat. He's got the long nose and a pipe. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because I I remember when mm-hmm. when uh, when Batman Returns came out, I had a ton of action figures from that movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was upset about for me, like two weeks, I think, for mm-hmm. like a really short period, was the fact that whenever we went to Toys R Us or KB Toys, I could never find an action figure of the Penguin from the movie. It was always from the cartoon or the comic right. book. Right. Where it was the guy with the, you know, the pointy nose, the top hat and the tuxedo. Yep. 
And in Batman 66, the penguin who looks exactly like that, the only other thing that they do to make him penguin-ish is that he goes, whenever he talks. Yeah. Like he goes like that. So that's, I mean, this is, I mean, like, it's supposed to be like a 1920s, 1930s gangster nickname. So, you know, like, pretty face Malloy or something like that. Like, yeah. when he died, he didn't really have a pretty face. They called him pretty face because when he was in his teens, he was kind of a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got the nickname and it stuck. Like, these are old school gangster nicknames that, you know, are like inside jokes more than anything else. Yeah. Got it. Well, that makes sense. Except um, if you're about... watching Dick Tracy, which you'll be doing that here soon. Oh, <laughs> good. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> can we talk no. about the one bad guy I had a problem with in this movie, please? Let's go for it. Yeah. Guys, why do we need another Joker? Can we not have another Joker? Oh, can we please I... not have this conversation? I, do, do you want Do you want more Joker? I'm so burnt out on Joker. I'm so burnt out. Okay. I don't want okay. another interpretation. I don't want to get excited about how someone did the laugh and how they sent fish to their coworkers. Oh my God, they're so method. Okay. okay. Alan, you go, then I'll go because I have my own. <laughs> Good. Devin, how many years ago did The Dark Knight come out? Oh my God, a long time ago. How is it? Was it 2013? 2008. 2008. Wow. Okay. Was the last time we saw The Joker and Batman in a film together for a significant amount of time. We haven't seen okay. the bat we haven't seen Batman face off against the Joker since Heath Ledger and Christian Bale. We haven't seen a yes. comic book accurate Joker take on a, a comic book accurate Batman since nineteen eighty nine. What is a comic book accurate Joker? So is it closer to Mark Hamill's Joker? I yeah, I, I would say I, I that. Don't know. I would say closer to Mark Hamill's Joker. I don't know what their take on the Joker is going to be. From what we see in the film, I think they're going more um Scott Snyder run of Batman Joker, maybe without mm-hmm. the face falling off. Um Hopefully. I mean maybe. Who knows? Um he he looks deformed. He looks insane. Uh, I think I think he's going to be a a crown the the clown prince of crime. I think we're going to get that version against the against the Batman. I think we're going to get the Riddler and and the Joker teaming up together to take on the Batman. And I I'm all for it because we've had Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which doesn't have Batman in it. We've had mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad, which can be debated if, that it doesn't have the Joker in it. And you have the Joker and Batman in that, but you don't see the first time we saw Ben Affleck and Jared Leto interact was Zack Snyder's Suicide Squad. And even that, right. they don't share a frame together. Mm-hmm. I am all for a Batman Joker storyline because I think those two characters work best together. I don't like I'm 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 tired. I, I'm with you. I'm tired of the Joker. But when you give me the Joker and Batman in the same story, I'm all for mm-hmm. it because that's what we need. Gotham tried it. Gotham couldn't say Joker. They couldn't use Batman, but they what? tried. Yeah. How did they do that? It, it, you De- could just say poorly, too, by the way. It wasn't poor. Like, it was, it, they did what they could with it. They couldn't say okay. Joker, um, but they, they made him look like a Joker character. Um, but they couldn't use, they couldn't really use Batman. There's one shot of Batman. 
Wow. Uh, so seeing the two of them face off on the screen in the same scene, I am all for. Okay. I, I'm excited Ryan. for it. Like I'm excited for a new t- take on Batman and the Joker. Cause those two characters are like peanut butter and jelly. They work. <laughs> you can have them separately, but they work better together together. Okay. So Alan took care of one part of what needed to be said. I'll take okay. part of the other. Okay. Good. Other thing. You have to stop reading what people say online about stuff. I didn't read anything about this. I promise you. No, 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 no. What I mean, the things you were saying about having to deal with people talking about, you know, how does it hold up? How does it do this? You mm-hmm. know, do, do we really need this? You're talking about the noise that's going to come from it, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's what you're worried about. Like, having to log online and seeing, like, uh, and seeing people complain about it. And causing fights about it, right? Uh, just, I mean, to some degree, yeah. But also to some degree, like, I think I I personally might just be burnt out on, on Joker very... Oh, no, I guess you're right. Like, the internet trying to hype up what the Joker is and the internet trying to hype up this version of the Joker. And Yeah. I, I, I think my heart's been broken by Joker hype before, and I can't... And also, like, the whole, like, I my couple dream is a Harley Quinn Joker relationship like is just such a take that I cannot stand. Okay. That so like yeah. I completely understand and I'm right in there with you. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. I stopped doing hype 5 to like 4 4 like 4 to 5 years ago. Okay. Because here's the thing. You're going to see all that online, right? Mhm. Okay. Let's take the average Batman fan group just on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's popular. Is going to mm-hmm. have what? Maybe 15,000 people in it. Something like that, but okay. Out of all the people on Facebook, let's let's just say let's combine all of the Batman fan groups on Facebook, and let's say it's like three hundred thousand people. How many people like Batman who don't have a Facebook? Because there's only a few million people compared to the U.S. population that actually do. Yeah, I don't know. Probably a lot. Tons more than actually do. So here's the thing. The people you're seeing online complain about this stuff Mm -hmm. is such a very, very small minority yelling and screaming about it that you can just be tone deaf to it. And it just doesn't reflect reality. And it it does not reflect reality. That's what I stopped doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to be in a ton of Star Wars groups. And then I realized I was getting myself mad at, you know, the opinions of less than 1% of all of the Star Wars fan base. And I just Thanks. stopped so, because almost everyone I run into don't don't reflect any of that. Yeah, right. So the other thing is like the Jared Leto rats thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're not gonna get that again. Like, uh, I don't know Barry uh, uh, Conan. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know him very well. I don't know him at all. I all I I've seen him <laughs> in the Eternals. That's it. I doubt he's gonna go me- that method. Jared Leto is just a crazy person. This is the guy who didn't know COVID was happening until what was it? May because he was walking the desert. Like he was Jesus. <laughs> well, um, I mean, it, it feels like he was like performatively meta method about it. Like he need, like he was, of, he needed you to know, like needed you he, to know this did. is how deep I got. Uh, I respect Matt Reeves enough as a director that I think, he would make a wise choice for the actor for his Joker, considering mm-hmm. how well the casting was for the rest of the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. He he has plans for this Joker. Um, 
There's a deleted scene with the Joker in this that he's been talking about. He we oh, were really? supposed to see him earlier on with with Batman, like Batman was supposed to come in and, and consult the Joker about the Riddler, and they cut it for time. Oh, weird. Okay. In a three-hour movie, they had things that they could <laughs> cut for time. Um, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a Snyder what, cut of this. What's really oh. interesting to me is the uh, Marvel DC of this actor, uh, uh, Barry. Conan, Conan, mm-hmm. uh, the actor who plays the Joker in this is in the Eternals. Yeah, he's, he's an Eternal uh, who who lives through the film. So he, he's got a contract between the two now. So what interests me the most is how does this work going forward? If we get right. an Eternals two, which they haven't greenlit or announced. Or we get a, uh-huh. a, the Batman 2, which they haven't an, officially announced. Like, what does this look like? Does he get to play in both worlds? Does he, like, is the dynamic between them good enough that they, they will share this actor for an, for a character who is so iconic, like the Joker, and then an Eternal? Like, can he do both? Like, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. I hope so. I really do. I want to be like, this is one of those things I just want to be proven wrong on. I want to like, I want this part to be the part that you guys play back to me when I'm like, my movie's opinions are correct. And you're like, remember that time you thought Joker was going to be terrible in Batman (laughs) two and he was great. Look at you doing this. I'm pulling that sound (laughs) clip for our intro. (laughs) I want you to, I really do. (laughs) Um, I need to, I need to work on that. No. And we saw so little of his Joker in this. Like, I'm yeah. curious to yeah. see, one, if they release that deleted scene, because that'll give me more insight into what he's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, like, there's so little there to take from it that I I can't really judge it yet. So, uh, Oh, I mean, my reaction wasn't, ew, Joker's bad. It was, oh, Joker again. Well, I, I think it was that. that, that at bra- the same time, too. No, go ahead. No, no, go, ahead. go ahead. I was trying to move on, but... My thing is, what other villains do you want to see? I want to see Calendar Man. I want to see Calendar Man done well. No, seriously. Be serious about this. Okay. I, 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 for me, Penguin is now... Penguin and the criminal underworld that they've established in this is so compelling to me that I want to see more stories in that. I want to see a Penguin movie. If they're going to bring the Riddler back in, bring the Riddler back in. But then what I think would be really cool... Give me a movie where Catwoman is the villain and give me like, give me movie number three where Catwoman is the villain and show that descent for her because I feel like they could build that in a realistic way. Okay. I, I think that, yeah, I, I, really, I think that's it. Like, I don't know that we because, need like Killer Croc or anything. Yeah, because I mean, like, my thing is you, you've got you've got his core villains. You've got the yeah. Riddler, you've got Joker, you've got Catwoman, you've got mm-hmm. Penguin, and then from there it's a free fall of it goes from <laughs> like I might be missing a villain here, a uh, Two Face. So you've got like Two-Face. you know like yeah. you, you've got Two Face. So you've got your like your A list Batman villains, mm-hmm. and then it's basically a free fall, and then you've got B B list villains. And then there's not even, like, any other type of villain until you reach, like, I don't know, Z? <laughs> or Y? Okay. When it comes either A-list, to, like, B-list, or terrible. To, I mean, to where 
they're known by the general public to where you don't need to, you know, like show a villain and then people go, who's this guy? And then they have to go research who it is for it to make sense. Okay. Like you've got to stick in like the A group of villains for something like this. Usually. I heard the Court of Owls is also a very, very good Batman villain that Dude, is deserving. Stop. If, stop. No, 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 no. No, no, for real. I'm serious. Dead, no, dead serious. Dead, Ryan, yeah. do you not know the Court of Owls? Oh, my God. You guys no, I know heard... how I am with, with, like, comic books and this stuff, so no. <laughs> I So I'm glad you brought up the Court of Owls because they kind of been hinting at that in the press a little bit. What? Like, like Court of Owls would be cool, um, yeah. and it would be. Um, I want to go back and like, I have that whole arc. Like I have yeah. all of this Scott Snyder's new 52 Batman on mm-hmm. in hardcover that I'm going to go through and read it all. Uh, nice. starting with the court of owls. Um, court of owls is a great villain. Uh, and I, I would love to see them do that. And I think you, the way they set up this Gotham, you could, mm-hmm. especially now that the, the power dynamic in Gotham has shifted so much. Yeah. You could see, I could, absolutely see them doing a response to the court of owls right can i give you a quick summary on the court of owls yeah sure please yeah. i've never heard of this before it's a secret society that um pretty much controls gotham uh they have a assassin called the talon that it where he wears an owl mask and he is brutal like he re- almost kills batman uh but it's this whole secret society that is kind of responsible for Bruce, like the parents, the Bruce's parents' murder and all of these things. They made an animated movie called Batman versus Robin, which dives into it. Uh, that, okay. That's a good, that's a okay. good, if you want to see a movie version of it, that's great. If you want to borrow the comic books, I will lend them to you. It's a it's very fine. interesting story. No, 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 no. You've got me already because <laughs> it's an actual court of people it's yeah, an organization yeah. Yeah. the way you guys said it i'm like a person who's calling themselves the court of owls what <laughs> no that's what i took Plus, See, that's what i'm talking about just just you know straight up villains so th- that brings me to my next question who do you guys want to see as the villains in a sequel oh i mean it, i i already listed mine those are i mean i think court of owls could be number two and then like let's bring back catwoman as the main villain for number three there there we go I do, I don't know. I want okay. I want the guy from the Batman animated series that had the uh, minute hand as a cane. Clock King. Yeah, <laughs> Clock King. There we go. It <laughs> was a me answer. Ew. Yeah, I know it was. I did that purposely. Oh. No, I mean, to be honest, I want to see. Let's see. They've done. No, Two Face was done too well. In in. In the other one, that one was redeemed. They redeemed Riddler. I mean, I think you can. I think you could argue that they're kind of setting up Two Face since the DA of Gotham died in this. Fair. Yeah. But maybe, maybe do more Harvey. Like, do more Harvey Dent for a whole film, and then mm-hmm. save Two Face for later on. You know, they did. I mean, they did flood. I mean, half a Gotham. So, yeah. I mean, maybe Killer Croc might actually show up. In don't. I don't want it. No, thank you. No. Killer Croc is my favorite part of the su- of Suicide Squad. <laughs> fair. Fair. But also, I don't want him. Um, I, it wouldn't fit in the Gotham that they devised anyway. In a realistic Gotham, he doesn't make sense. In the, in the proper DCEU, he makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Mr. Freeze, but I don't know how you can realistically do that. But there's such a good story there. Like if you do Heart of Ice, like I think there's a yeah. great story there. Um, Clayface. Again, I don't know how you do that. It's hard, but um, I am excited for the 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 bizarre Batman villain we're getting on the in a film adaptation coming soon that ha- involves Batman. Have you guys heard about the about Batgirl? No, I didn't think. I thought you were doing Wonder Pets. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking about Batgirl with a uh, Leslie Grace from In the Heights as Batgirl, and nope. Um, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. So they're getting a different version of Gordon. And Michael Keaton as Batman. So those are the good guys. Let me tell you who the bad guy is going to be. Uh, Firefly. Who's Firefly? He uh, flies around and spreads fire. He's he's got like a flamethrower. Let me tell you who's playing Firefly, because I think this will sell you on it. Okay. Brendan Fraser. I'm so mad about this movie because I'm gonna watch it now. Oh yeah, we're I'm watching so it mad. the show. Like, I'm that's... so mad about this. Yeah. Um, we didn't get a t- chance, to, uh, they, but realistically, villain wise, I think for the sequel, Corner Vals, mm-hmm. Hugo Strange, Doctor Hugo Tell Strange. Hugo Strange was the main vi- one of the main villains in um, Arkham City. He is a psychiatrist yes. who knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. They do a fun job with him in Harley Quinn. Yeah. The, the animated series. Yep. Okay. Um, I know what you're talking about. My dream, my dream pick is like, I want to see a take on Mr. Freeze, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, Still a good story though. Yeah. Um, so I am hoping for Court of Owls. Yeah. But you can, and I think you can incorporate Joker and Riddler into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't get a chance to talk about Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon or Jim Gordon in this. I guess he's mm-hmm. still a detective. What did you guys think of this take on Gordon? I couldn't tell if he was whisper yelling the whole time because he was like, "Batman, we have to do the thing," and I'm like, "Stop whisper yelling, just talk." And then like he got better as it went on. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Like, I really have no comment on it e- either way. Okay. Um. So he he did his job. He he yeah. showed up to work on set. He played his role and he went home. Good job, guy. Good job. I I like. Well, this was one of the Batman things where like there's so much Batman in this Batman. Like this was in a lot of parts Batman and Gordon against the world, and like they're my favorite bromance <laughs> in the Batman series. So I like that they definitely had that. Evidently, our Twitch description never updated to get us out of photo phasma, phasmophobia. Oh, uh, weird. Okay, well. I'm fixing that now. Uh, oh, perfect. Hmm. All right, that's updated. That That's embarrassing. Uh, so if you're, here, <laughs> if you're here for that, you can check Devin playing that out. Devin plays it from time to time, so that's why. I do. It, I'll it, probably it play it Friday. There. Um, okay, so... I have a question about Batman as a whole that I'm curious okay. to get your guys' take on. In a world where, okay, so we talked, we've talked for almost two hours about the Batman. Mm-hmm. 
I talked a little bit just now about Batgirl, which bring back Michael Keaton's version of the character. Later on this year in November, we're getting we're getting um, the Flash film that's going to feature both Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman. Do you think it's too much, too many Batman, or do you think in a world in a post no no way home world audiences can understand multiple Batman, and there's room for two to three Batman to exist at once? For me, yes. I don't know if it's going to translate though to as big of an audience. As three Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man did, yeah, uh, did for Marvel simply because Marvel had since Homecoming, mm-hmm. uh, they've had that many years to build up to that point, um, and a TV show to build in the whole like multiverse, like the whole like multiverse thing. Now, granted, uh, the majority of DC fans and Batman fans are going to know that multiple Batman exist because multiple Earths exist. So there's that. It's just I don't know if it's going to have the universal appeal that three Spider-Men did. But it works for me. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, I think Michael Keaton's a bigger get back than Tobey Maguire. Like I think yeah. I think you're gonna have people yeah. who are, who because Batman Mania like Ryan you were you were alive for it <laughs> like yeah Batman Mania nuts. in '89 was... like that was like they they didn't have that in 2002 you were lucky to get a box of the Spider-Man cereal uh, <laughs> but I think yeah. I think Michael Keaton's a bigger get back than Tobey Maguire was Devin what's your take I think that if if this was the Marvel universe all of a sudden coming out with a separate Iron Man movie. And, like, it had nothing to do with the MCU. I think that would get confusing because the MCU's built itself up as this continuous singular story. I think that the DC movies are such a mess that, like, I don't know that people even care that, like, this isn't in any kind of continuity. I think they'll be like, what Batman is it? Is it Robert Pattinson? Good, I'll go see that one. Or, like, oh, it's the one that I like from the 80s? Good, I'll go see that one. And, like, that's all they really care about. I I don't think it'll get too confusing. Okay. Um... Okay, now I have one last thing I want to ask, and I think this okay. is my last thing for the movie. Okay. Um, and actually, a potential spinoff conversation that has to do with uh, the sequel. Okay. At the end of the film, Batman injects his leg with a green substance. I saw that. Was that was this mm-hmm. was this an EpiPen kind of situation, or did he just inject himself with venom, the thing that makes Bane Bane? It was Venom. It was a thousand percent Venom. They're going to address it in the next thing. It's that. It was Bane Juice. It was 100 yeah. percent okay. Bane Juice. So I want to make sure Ecto-cooler. we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, oh, that, he did it does that. that. I've got some. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he he did that, and the very first thing I thought was like, did he just inject himself with PS with you know PSP? And I'm like. <laughs> Did he seriously just do that? I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, but I was like, oh, that's Bane juice. Because <laughs> it wasn't adrenaline. It couldn't have been an adrenaline shot because he was just better. Like, it wasn't that he, like, needed that last bit to fight. He was better and was helping people and was alive and on his feet for hours. Yeah. Um, I We didn't t- touch on the ending of this film for Batman. The more, the more we talk about it, the more I think of other things I want to talk about. Um, yeah. 
the ending of this film where he we talked a bit about him not wanting to be like he can't be vengeance going forward like he that can't be who but the batman is he decides that he needs to be a hero and it makes me really excited for what we have in store for the next story in this series mm-hmm. um cuz i think it's going to show a progression like that ending shot with him looking up covered in the mud like oh man i love the ending yeah. of this film it ended like five yeah. times but i liked every single one of them well, for me it was it was cool in much the same way that like spider-man you know wearing the fireman helmet with firemen like i thought was cool like I don't think I've ever seen Batman just chilling with police officers or with fire rescue, like rescuing people in a movie. Or before. National Guard. During or the National day. Guard. Yeah, the like day. he's... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, Like he's straight up helping National Guard members, like yeah. lifting people into helicopters. I'm like, man, this is such... I mean, I mean, great. It's Batman. It's a superhero movie. It's going to be expected that he's going to work with, you know, m- military personnel. But man, that is such a reality stretch if you really think about it. Some masked guy freely working alongside National Guard troops, helping people. Like, eh. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a yeah. big stretch. Maybe since he has the back of at least a police detective, I think, you know, he has the backing of like some authority well, figures. That, and it's proven that he knows what he's doing. Like, right. it's also, it's that. one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay, he's. Okay, yeah, he's dressed odd, but but the the guy knows uh he knows how to tie up a harness, so we need him. <laughs> okay. Um so we talked a little bit about the Penguin show. Have you guys heard about the other HBO spin-offs? That it's this Arkham, is getting? right? There's going to be an Arkham series. Yes. I'm all for it. Like he, the, especially with the fact that Martha's last name is Arkham, which I don't know if is comic book canon. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I loved every second of the family explanation mm-hmm. of like them going through that. I loved all of it. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I think there's enough, enough story with Arkham Asylum's history. If they get into it based off of the, the game, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with that. There was supposed to be a Gotham PD show, but they announced today that that's no longer moving forward. They're focusing on oh. Arkham and the penguin, but mm-hmm. after peacemaker, give me a penguin show like i just want to see i just give me a like oh man i just want to see an opening number where i feel like all the hbo max shows have to have a dance number to open the show yep um that that's that's my requirement for to keep me subscribed warner brothers you hear me i want to i want to see colin farrell waddle around (laughs) like he did when his uh ankles were tied and he was jumping out of the uh parking garage um, have you guys seen any internet memes or anything that like a reaction to this movie that made you laugh or you enjoyed that you want to share? I don't think I have. I don't think I've seen anything. I don't right. think I've even been like on the internet recently. It's weird. Brian, no? I haven't seen anything. The one, no. one thing I've seen is the scene where Batman punches Gordon after he wakes up from all like being surrounded by the police. And they're alone in the interrogation room. Somebody took that. When he punches Gordon, they added the BAM from the Adam West. And then when yes. he's running through the hallway, they just put the That scene made me laugh. Not just just because the amount of cops. Like, yeah. Alan, I told you this, but like, Devin, think about like New York, Manhattan. Oh yeah. Bronx, whatever. Think mm-hmm. of like a 
five, six story, you know, precinct building. Yeah. And like at shift change, you might have what, like 40, 50 officers in the building yeah. doing shift change, maybe 120 total. How many cops was in that building? That was like 15 stories tall and they're mm-hmm. blindly shooting up in the air, like cross firing at each yeah. other. Like that was hysterical to it me. Was... I was just like kind of, I was, I was, I was quiet laughing through that whole thing just because of like the ridiculousness of it. I had a moment like that when they were showing Joe, uh, they were showing Penguin the, like a, a the picture of the one guy that died. He goes, eh, what are you showing me that for? <laughs> it's like, what a good reaction. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the Batman before we wrap this up? That's all I got, man. I like this movie. I think it's good. Uh, yeah. Same. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, the next comic book movie to come out is uh, one that I don't think we're going to cover on the show as a trio. Uh, because I'm not going to subject you guys to it if you don't want to. Uh, Morbius. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. I kept seeing a meme uh, that this. was, we went from the best Spider-Man movie to one of the best Batman films. And then we're getting... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and I were I commented on the on the post. I was like, "Are we just already forgetting that Morbius exists?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Great. I will be subjecting subjecting myself to Morbius when it comes out, it, April first. I still think it might be an April Fool's Day joke. I hope it is. But the oh, next the next DC film that isn't mm-hmm. DC Super Pets, um, is Black Adam. Oh, that comes out before the Flash. Yes, Flash is in oh. October, and then Aquaman's in November. But Black Adam wow. comes out in July, I think. Oh, neat! So, did you, Devin? Did you get the little like in twenty twenty two teaser for no. all the DC stuff? No, I wish okay. I did. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll sign it to you. It's online. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, I think that does it for this week's episode i believe next week is supposed to is it is it devin's it's pick? ryan's pick is it ryan's, ryan's pick? pick yeah ryan what are you gonna have us watch next week so i am jumping the gate here and skipping two movies okay so um, you're, 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 we're not getting back into the oscar stuff oh oh hang on a second we're doing the oscars thing we don't so? have to we don't have to yeah yeah, because I don't have any. I think the um, one you have, Devin's going to pick. So, Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, oh, I'm going to pick it. Okay, okay so yeah. we're saving it for you. Okay. okay, I am jumping ahead in my revenge, and I'm just doing it now. Okay, good. Um, so I already had you guys watch the one movie that I cared that you guys got mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I'll explain other stuff if you have questions, but we're going to be doing Hot Shots Part 2 or do whatever do. i can never do. pronounce do yeah because it's it, it spelled the french way and it always screws me up um good that's the french for you yeah <laughs> i know it does um so this is my revenge to have them watch this because they made me watch mcgruber and as far as i'm concerned the sequel to the first hot shots movie does what mcgruber was trying to do but better fair all so, right challenge accepted i'll give it to you there are 
there are multiple movies that this thing is going to parody very heavily that I know both of you haven't seen. So just try to keep that in mind. I mean, and just and just roll off the punches. <laughs> roll the punch. I can't wait for Devin's Revenge for Hot Hot Shots Part Two. He, he just makes me watch Spy Hard with Weird Al, Weird Al and Leslie Nielsen. Um, all right, well that does it. I think for this week's episode. Uh, if you're watching us on Twitch because we had the wrong category marked, hit that follow button because we talk about Devin does play games on here a lot. Uh, I, I might I was going to try to play some Batman games yesterday, but that just didn't happen. Maybe oh. it'll happen tomorrow morning. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we do do games on here occasionally uh, Mondays and Fridays. So follow us for that. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. You can visit our website, rumrunnerspodcast.com slash you have to watch this pod. Uh, you can also check out all the other Rum Runner Podcast Network shows uh, on that site as well. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. And I think that's everything, right? I'm a little, it's, been so. a, it's been a few weeks. So uh, until <laughs> next time for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And I am Vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman! <laughs> Good.